Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. It is in Charles's intro kind of way, fashion, right? Owed to him. It is cold and rainy in the harsh uh, east coast of Massachusetts. Coming to you, not live, but this will be post-produced. So that's kind of what we got going on on the J Crypto Show. Anyways, guys, I wanted to dive into uh, something I've been thinking about, right? Because, yeah, for sure, I would be making YouTubes on crypto and NFTs because it's fun. But something that I have been thinking about on the investment side of things, because there are a lot of people that just want to make money to follow the show, is, you know, especially after Cardania, because I bought a bunch of land, I've been selling some off just because I wanted to get some liquidity available in case I wanted to purchase a estate on Pavia just because there's more things I can do. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. And plus I just need some ADA. I got to get my ADA up, but it's crazy because I've minted at 40 ADA a pop. And now the floor price is like 110 ADA. And I think what we need to look at when we look at NFT projects, the reason why there's so much asymmetric gains happening in my mind comes down to supply when we think of tokens i mean i guess it you know it doesn't really matter but at the same time it kind of does because when we look at tokens the interesting part about tokens is there is usually millions to billions of supply in circulation but when we look at nfts there is usually only 10,000, maybe if we're talking a metaverse project, 20,000 or 100,000, okay? So the supply is a lot less. And usually with metaverse stuff, the utility is much more, it's greater. So I think when it comes to making money, the NFT markets that are hot, like the CNFT market and it's less risky in the CNFT market because in my opinion, if you are knowledgeable, the gas fees are non-existent. Okay. So it's, it's just an interesting thought I wanted to put out there because if you have, let's say a token that you buy in at a hundred million dollar market cap, you need to do a two X it to go to a $200 million market cap. That will make the price go up as long as the supply of tokens stays the same. But with DeFi, a lot of these protocols will release more tokens into existence. So that will kind of redistribute wealth, kind of like how the central bank does when they print more money. Okay. So it's interesting, but with a set supply of an NFT 10,000 drop or 20,000 drop for some kind of metaverse project, I've been noticing that the asymmetric value is much greater because what you just need to look at is kind of the floor price and what's happening to the floor price. And as people buy up, they don't want to sell it less. So they're probably going to even the flippers because you have, it's also 6 a.m. in the morning, guys. Just so you know where I am, okay, when I'm recording this. So cut me some slack on the yawn. Um, you have a, it's very interesting when you think about it because you have flippers, then you have long-term investors where the supply is never going to go 
you know, off the market because either they're waiting for something to happen in the project, like Cardania, the RAD distribution that will happen every single week or epoch more effectively. That's a long-term utility, passive income stream. So I think the value in projects like those are much more asymmetric when you can get into the mint. Um, now that was a low key gem. Okay. So those opportunities are far and few between. That was one of the only projects that I ever really went hard on the mint. And it was because I had the time to do it because so many people were sleeping on Cardania. Okay. So many people were sleeping on it. I knew about it because I run a Twitter space every Monday and I get the, you know, metaverse projects and metaverse founders to come and talk to us about what they're doing. So I had so many people from their community come up and talk about Cardania and I just heard it every single week. And then finally I was just like, all right, fine. I'm going to look into it because there was a week that I did a Twitter space and they announced that they were doing the Terraform drop and I minted a bunch of Terraforms because I liked the founder, Chris, he's been on the channel. And I also like the guys in the community that are my friends. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go into this one because First of all, what they're saying does make sense. Second of all, this feels a lot more real and close to me because the people are what I like to bet on. And I got to know the people and the people were solid. Okay. So it's interesting, you know, and then when we look at Pavia land versus Pavia token, I mean, you got to remember that we still don't know if we're going to be able to pawn our land and take out loans, which is another possible option, or refinance land and pay off the debt for our land parcel while still using it. Because in real estate, if you have a multifamily, let's say that you have an eight apartment uh, building, so you have eight different streams of income, okay? And you're paying a mortgage, or let's say you own it outright, but you're getting that rental income, and let's say that that rental income is, I don't know, $2,000 in some places. It's probably going to go up as we shift to a renter's economy. So it's $2,000 because this is exciting, guys. $2,000 per, per renter, okay? And you own it outright, okay? So that would mean that you have $16,000 to play with for taxes, expenses, and then, you know, utilities, fixing stuff if everyone's paying their rent. So as long as that, so let's say that you have 8,000 of that, that's going to all the things that, you know, your miscellaneous budget, which is a terminology that investors use for just stowing money away in case something breaks that's unexpected. Every single month, you put 2K away, let's say, just in case, or 1,000 away, and you're paying all your taxes. Well, then now owning it outright, you have $8,000 to play with, okay? What you can do, though, if your property is worth like $500,000, especially right now, while interest rates are still relatively low, if you can get a fixed mortgage, and this could happen in the metaverse too, as long as you're, I guess, cash flowing, and your asset is not a liability, you can take out as much money from the perceived value of your property. So if it's $500,000, and let's say that you can take out, oh, I don't know, 
a 30 year loan. So let's say $200,000 divided by 30 divided by 12 plus interest. So let's just double that. I mean, let's just say you took a, a $200,000 loan and you're basically paying a mortgage on that property of around 1500 a month, but you still have $8,000 of rental income, which is a steal, which is a great property, by the way, if you can find something like that, then you're only, then you're kind of cash flowing at $7,000 with an extra $200,000 that you can use to buy a new property or just to use to fund your lifestyle for a year or two or whatever you want to do with that extra cash. The best part about it, obviously, is the fact that when we talk about refinancing or pulling out money from the equity of your property, it's non-taxable, okay? So this is very important because when you take out a loan, it's actually non-taxable in the respect that that $200,000 that you pull out of your property and if you have the support from your renters to keep paying that mortgage and still cash flow, you just made a whole lot of wealth. You know what I mean? Because you, you just basically don't have to pay taxes on $200,000, um, things of that nature. And you're still pretty good. So what I think is going to happen with platforms like Pavia is we're probably going to see that um, there's going to be a lot of commercial real estate, probably even commercial lending. I would love to see a, this is just an idea. Somebody can steal it. I'm not going to, I don't have time to start it, but if somebody wanted to, they can make like a, a private lending if it's okay in their jurisdiction. I don't even know. That's the fun part though, right? Is I would assume that there's ways to do it. It's just a matter of how much we talk about it, how much we think about it, and then how much we find out from the legal and accounting and all those other technical perspectives and business side of things. And there's people out there that probably watch my channel that can do this or start this. But here's the title, okay? The Metaverse Lending Institute, something like that, where you actually have a private lending institute that can get interest in the form of maybe even a cryptocurrency instead of a fiat, you know, thing waiting to crash, okay? If the Fed, I mean, people say, yeah, the Fed is going to raise interest rates, but guys, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's actually going to, there's a lot of money in circulation for good reason. I mean, things happened with COVID and everything. And you have a lot more people that are out of poverty line because of all the money that was redistributed. That's actually a true stat. I was just listening to the All In podcast with um, Chamath and uh, David Sachs and, and all those guys. And they were talking about this. And actually, it's funny because with COVID, what happened is a lot of people, like millions of people that were under the poverty line are now over it and doing actually way better than they were because of all the stimulus. And that was a good outcome of the printing of money. The tough part about it, though, is now it's like, Hopefully they're transitioning some of their wealth and hopefully we are too to other places because since all that money was printed, there's just a lot of supply. So we can't raise our interest rates too high because we have all this debt. And when you raise your interest rates really high, it gets harder to pay back debt as a country. You know what I mean? Um, if that makes sense. 
uh, especially if the currency becomes deflationary. The great part about an inflationary currency for governments from their perspective, right, is as the money gets less valuable, the debt that they owe gets easier to pay back, if that makes sense, right? So it's interesting, but imagine a metaverse lending kind of deal where you could take equity out against your metaverse parcel. And if you have tenants, if you have a really cool business that's or a game that's driving people into your thing, and you got you got either tenants that are maybe even a metaverse lawyer, you know, uh, law kind of uh, brokerage, right? You could rent out your space to like commercially, okay, for all these different entities to come in and use your use your land. So I think that there is potential for that commercial aspect, the residential aspect is just not going to be there, because I don't believe that we're going to be living inside of the metaverse. Like that's the big disconnect for me, even when I look at isometric worlds, which I'm super bullish on, I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, yeah, maybe somebody will want to have an apartment house house and then rent out space so people can display their art and have a room on somebody's land and rent. But I don't know, that seems a little far fetched for me. Maybe not. Maybe not, right? Maybe they just want one room and one really cool mall or estate. And I put an apartment in on in an estate, if I can get one, right? I'm working on that. I'm trying to buy a J crypto estate. So we're looking at some different comps out there, but the price is rising. So it's kind of tough. So no promises on that. But if I am able to manifest, then maybe, yeah, maybe that's possible where you have like an apartment from isometric, you have eight different rooms and people might pay five, eight a month, 10, eight a month, just to have a room at least on some land that they can put, you know, they can bring people to and be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm renting. I got, I got a rental over here on in the J crypto mall too. So, you know, maybe they can advertise their QR codes to their websites and stuff. I don't know. There's potential there. I've been thinking about that a lot, but I think the real potential could come from commercial, especially as more people want to be around traffic. And if you can position yourself as some sort of global kind of, because the thing is, if you have traffic, but the traffic's coming from all over the world and you provide a service, like, for example, being a lawyer, oftentimes lawyers are restrained depending on their line of work to the state that they're in. So they can't really go into the metaverse and utilize all that traffic the same way that somebody might be able to, if they owned a real property in real life in a mall that had a lot of traffic and it was in the state that they do work in. Now, there probably is subsectors of lawyers that can do global work, maybe. Maybe there's uh, NFT lawyers and, you know, for NFT projects and DeFi lawyers that can set up a shop in the metaverse and hold conference meetings, but they might buy their own land too, unless it gets really expensive and this goes really crazy. But uh, those are some thoughts that I've been having. And it's interesting because if you think about different avenues to cash flow, when you have you know different sources of income, it makes paying back a mortgage a lot easier at least if it's in this, if you're getting paid something like ADA and your loan is in ADA and you can work out all the math, it's possible. But yeah, it's interesting. 
you know, and we'll see what the Jed stable coin does, because I know Charles said that, yeah, it's great to have that kind of be at the dollar right now, but eventually we want to make it its own kind of world reserve currency, so to speak. So that way it's not tied to the fiat system, which is a broken fragmented system kind of in, in respect to being more wholesome, if you will. Yes, it makes debt for governments easier to pay back. Okay, I get it. I get the whole model. I get the whole scheme. You could call it a scheme, but it's just the best that they could come up with. So if you can come up with something better with the Jed stablecoin, it might be interesting as like a world reserve currency or especially for real fi. And it's definitely interesting when we talk about real fi and the terminology of, you know, shops in real life and going to the grocery store and being able to pay with crypto. You don't want to pay with ADA because ADA it's, it's probably going to be very expensive ADA and it's going to fluctuate. So a stabler coin, if you will, would be actually a lot better because if a stable coin can be kind of stable, then you can price your eggs at the store at, you know, $3 per 12 pack and, or three Jed coins per 12 pack. And you're not going to have to update that every single day. And that won't cause a lot of Oracle, you know, data that's necessary to do that. And then the other nuance to it too, is the EU attacks a model, essentially the transaction won't go through so that's the beautiful part about Cardano because Ethereum, I don't think is going to work at least maybe 2.0, maybe I'm rooting for them. Like that's great if they can do it, but I've studied this guys. I've studied Ethereum. I've, I've talked to enough tech people where I now, the way I think it's going to go at least is this Cardano is going to be an incredible engine for real FI. Okay. The reason why is because the EU takes a model when you submit a transaction on Binance Smart Chain or Ethereum, you kind of have to wait for it to go through and it could fail, okay? And then you lose gas fees, okay? Now, with Cardano, though, once you hit submit, the transaction either goes through or it doesn't, and you don't lose gas fees if it doesn't go through, okay? This is because of the EU TXO model. So once you hit submit and it goes through, you don't have to worry. You can walk out of the store. You don't have to wait for the transaction to go through because as soon as you hit submit and nothing's wrong, once you hit submit, like you don't have to wait for it to fail and then have to buy the eggs again, because that can be 15 minutes later on some of these blockchains, right? If you're buying eggs for three bucks, you can't walk out of the store. And then 15 minutes later, have the cashier kind of try to track you down because the transaction failed with Cardano. As soon as you hit submit, boom, now the money's sent and you're just waiting to get your change back. That's kind of how the EU Texo model works. So you just can't do that with Ethereum. You just can't, you know? And that's why they're maybe looking at different options to change the whole model and infrastructure. But that's a lot of work, guys. That's a lot of work. So if we're looking at where the puck is going, I think if you're in the Cardano ecosystem, you're, ex- you're positioned extremely well to just wait this out and wait for the game to kind of come to us. And I've looked at a lot of other blockchains and that's kind of the conclusion that I've come to. It's really about like this ecosystem is the ecosystem to be in right now to have the game kind of come to us and people are going to realize it. And once they do, it's going to get crazy. They're going to be able to talk about it. Like, like they've known it the whole time and we're going to just be laughing knowing that we've been here 
from a very early starting point. And that will be fun in its own right. And, uh, you know, there's going to be issues, though, with this whole Cardano blockchain in the respect of block size. So that's something to be aware of, guys, because what's going to happen is I was just on a great interview with Damon from Charlie Three, one of the DeFi Alliance um, projects. And I mean, it was it was such a well, it was so such a good interview. Eventually, when Hydra comes out, you're going to have these block sizes that can basically morph, right? They can expand to whatever the load is. So that's going to, you know, infinite expansion too. So that's going to create incredibly high, you know, um, throughput, if you will, like the ability to ascertain all congestion. Now that will take some time, but in the meantime, we're kind of working with limited block sizes. So even Sunday swap, I think what's going to happen you know, and, and they came out with this article, which you guys should read if you haven't. Don't expect Sunday Swap to be a home run the first day because what's going to happen is that there's going to be a lot of congestion. The network's going to be clogged and it's just going to be so clogged potentially that everything may just shut down <laughs> or not shut down, not shut down, not like Solana, but just may be too slow to operate, right? Like we get sometimes those moments where it's just like CNFT is slow, everything's slow. And it's interesting, but that will, that will be fixed over time. And what's great about our infrastructure here with Cardano is it's kind of meant to work that way. Um, it's designed to work that way and improve as we go. So it's not like we have to wait for issues that we haven't thought of. It's like, yeah, we're going to experience issues. And then we actually have solutions in the works to those issues before they've even come. So just give it some time. You know, don't don't be worried. The network won't shut down. It won't turn off. There's not an on or off button for Cardano network. It's not like that. It's actually really cool what I think we're going to see happen. But again, we're waiting for the game to come to us. If Sunday Swap operates at 75% of its potential, 50% of its potential, someone was saying this, maybe it was even Damon, it's going to be crazy. Like it's going to be so great how much adoption probably comes to Cardano when people see that. However, if it doesn't, it's to be expected because Sunday Swap even said we're going to have congestion, you know, the first few days, then we'll probably be able to handle everything after the first week or so pretty easily seamlessly. So don't be don't don't fret about that. And if it doesn't, you know, if, it, if the network gets kind of clogged those first few days, just just be ready. People are going to say a lot of fud. People are going to come at Cardano, but it's all to be expected. If you really know what's happening with these techies, with these projects, it's to be expected for the network to clog, especially before things like Hydra come out, because we're operating with limited block sizes. So just be wary. You know, if you hear FUD, just remember, it's probably uneducated. They probably don't know what we got going on down here in Cardano Nation, but uh, that's okay. You know, everyone's got to go learn in their own time and a lot of this alpha doesn't hit them until everyone's doing it. And that's just the sad truth, right? Until everyone's using the Cardano blockchain, it's just not going to, it's not going to hit their surface because it's, it's so deep. It's so hard to understand. And uh, I understand that, but that's why uh, we're out here trying to, trying to spew thoughts in cold and rainy uh, East coast, you know, Boston. And that's what we, 
that's what we're trying to do here on the J Crypto channel. So that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for watching. I hope that this was informative and helps people with their expectations for the upcoming week. But I do think the CNFT market is probably going to explode. I do think NFTs have a asymmetric value if you can find a low-key gem and mint opposed to getting in on the token, which is interesting because I have noticed that. Like it's a 3X pretty easily. Plus you have a chance to get a rarer token, which you just don't when you buy tokens off the market, right? Like Cardania plots, if you get a really rare Cardania plot, you might be able to sell it for 5,000 and mint it for 40 ADA. If you buy a bunch of tokens or Cardania tokens or rad tokens, each token is fungible. So they're all the same. So it doesn't really, there's no rarity or collectability. So from an investment standpoint, that collectability is an added trait to the scarcity as well that fungible tokens just do not have. And from an investment point of view, that's really an added value. Okay. So that's J Crypto. I appreciate you guys for watching. That's it for this video. Thanks. Peace.